I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good morning. It is Monday, October 18th, 2021. My name is Dan Broskell here with Dave Geller, episode 63 of What Do We Know? Dave, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Oof. Yeah, you are. Yeah, we're great. Yeah, you are. I'm great. We're great. There's a pod that's going to be a good one. We've got a lot to talk about. There's going to be a pod that will never end. We're going to start now and then we're going to go backwards. All right. We're going to, as they say in Tenet, we're going to invert the entropy of this podcast. Um, entropy. Red Sox. Entropy. Red Sox. Red Sox. Red Sox. Yeah. Can exciting. you believe it? <laughs> We're here. We are here. I, mean, I remember when I, you know, pre, pre-championship era, when they would always lose, it would always be like if they made the playoffs, like the world would just stop. Yep. All I cared about was baseball. Yep. All I cared about. And, we're, and like, this kind of came out of nowhere for us, and this is spectacular. Yeah, sneaky. Snuck up sneaky, on us. Sneaky, great. So I mean, all since you went to that game, it's been... I mean, I would say that, well, no, because they were playing really well, and they started playing badly because COVID ravaged the clubhouse. But I feel like all that has passed, and we are on the precipice of uh, a perhaps a World Series berth, which is really exciting. I smell it. But the bigger news, Dave. The bigger news is... We're going to be there tomorrow. We're going to go there tomorrow night, oh you and I. God. Oh, my God. Section ALCS. box 41... <laughs> Don't brag. E. Don't brag. The seats are going to be average. <laughs> they're going to be incredible. It'll be great. It'll be great. Oh it's, my it's great to be there. It'll be great to be there. So in 1999, when the Sox played the Yankees in, in the ALCS, I went to a, I went to Game Two in New York with Elizabeth, and they lost. And I went to Game Three in Boston, which was the Pedro Clemens game, which the Red Sox won. It was the only game they won in the mm. ALCS. That was pretty great. And then uh, I went to game two against the Astros a couple of years ago. That was pretty fun. And uh, we'll be back. So back. two questions. When, when you went down to the yeah. uh, game in Yankee Stadium, yeah. did, you, did you wear socks out gob? No, I, I did that a previous time that I went there when I was 17. I wore like a Roger Clemens jersey and the bleachers. Move. And like they stole my hat and blah, blah, blah. And there's pictures. And that was just dumb because I was 17. Yeah. Uh, that time around, did not do it. But there were some people that did. We were sitting like way up in the old Nike Stadium in like the elevated section in left field, and like they were screaming Red Sox fans, and they're like, "Go back to Salem, you witch!" So I know I didn't really feel like doing that, you know. And they lost, so whatever. Yeah, we we had a we had a, we have a friend, a mutual friend, uh, Steve Wilner, was down at, at one of those Yankees games oh, with his son. I think it was Matt and. Um, came out of the bathroom, I think it was, and a policeman kind of put him aside and said, uh, you may want to have you, you, change your, your son take off his uh, Red Sox shirt. Oh my God. For a second of all, was that the, the game you were at in Boston? Was that the when Zimmer got thrown out? No, that was a couple of years later. Oh, okay. So this was 99. This was like the, the Jose Offerman Red Sox. They lost 4-1. to one. Yep. Um, That year I went to a bunch of games, whatever. But it's fine. I was was over at Brandeis this weekend for family weekend, and I was telling James, you know, it was was the – I'm guessing it was the the 96-7, the 25th or 24th anniversary of Pedro coming out of the bullpen against the Indians – 
when they came back from 0-2 and won 3-2. I actually went to both games in Boston, and that's when John Valentin went off. And I'm like, that mm. was fine, but Kike is going off on a whole new level. And he's always been James's favorite player this season, so James is really happy about Kike's uh, performance, as am I. Funny thing and we'll see how it goes in person to, about, you know, tonight so, and tomorrow. So many memories. I was, we were talking with Madison because we were watching the game over the weekend about how Manny went into the um, scoreboard that time, right? Oh, yeah. It didn't oh, come yeah. out for a while. And, uh like that was just some, some good times. Those some good, those those are good years. Twenty five years gone in the blink of an eye. Those that that Pedro game in Cleveland. Manny being Manny. I'm trying to remember. I, Manny wasn't on the Sox. That was that was pre Sox. I think in '96 he came over after that. Yeah, I think. Manny. I think. Wow. Manny. I was talking with our friend David Trant, you know, over this weekend, who's the, who I didn't realize his wife was from the Cleveland area, and he goes, "Oh, it's not a problem because the the Sox and Cleveland teams aren't rivals." And I'm like, "Do you remember Are you the '90s and the Sox Indians?" Are you kidding me? Do you remember rivals. that? Jeez, I'm there's a Trampy and Trant. Trant, Trant. Shout out Trant. He needs to be more aware of things. Well, I'm excited because I'm, I'm driving in tomorrow, and I love dri- I love driving in. to Fenway. Last time you and I drove into Fenway, um, I remember it. Found that amazing space in the back bay. And the pre monsoon, and then the tornado hit. That was, that was a wild night. I think we left at seven. I think I called you at, at 5.30 and said, hey, no, I, game. A, a crazy storm had just blown through. Loomis Street was like underwater. Like, you yeah. want to go to the Red Sox game? Yeah. I'm like, I think the rain has passed. Yeah. So we got in the car. We got a great parking spot, like right in Kenmore Square somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Walked in. There was like an hour-long rain delay. We just sat around talking. Yeah. But we saw that, that storm then, in the horizon. Like, what is that? Like, it was that, very demonic. That's a hurricane. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was like Stranger Things, like, uh, which you haven't seen. I absolutely have watched Stranger oh, Things. Like, you no, know, in the back, when the, when the creature and he sees it in the sky. Yeah, you know? I watched the whole, all, all the seasons I watched me. last spring and summer because that was based on your recommendation. Can't wait for season four. There you go. The Upside Down, baby. Um, yeah, good be good night. Good night. You know, I love, you know I love directions and getting places, though. You know, I love that. Like, I'm obsessed with maps and transportation yeah, 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 and, like, logistics yeah. and ways. Are you already planning to trip in? No, I, 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 I just, all of a sudden this morning I was thinking about it, and I remember, um, I, I don't think I've told you this story. I was probably 19, and I was, like, looking for other work. So I saw this ad, like, do you want to be, like, a, or maybe I was 20 or, no, maybe I was 21. Yeah, Cartier. No, it was, like, do you want to, like, tutor for Kaplan, right? I'm, like, yeah, I, I'd love to, you know what I mean? So I go into, like, their test center in Central Square, and, uh, I get up and like, all right, as a challenge, we want you to like teach the class something. I'm like, great. So I, I, I taught. Wait, the wait, co- for the, you want like the, the as like a demo. A job like, interview and he had to teach the class. So there were like 12 people in and like we all, and they, we all, we walked in. And they all flunked they the talked test about the job. You. No, and they're like, we want you to prepare something in the next like five minutes to teach the class about anything that you want. I'm like A real I'm, class. Well, it was like a demo. Like, how are you in front of people? No, but it was a real class. People, they were real students, or they just no, no. It was it was like a group interview for people that wanted. Oh, I thought they were. Teach, no, teach no, no, no. I, I paid for this. No, this not at all. Prep class, and you taught it. So I, I, I did a lesson, a mini lesson about how to get to Fenway Park from like the western suburbs, right? Oh, you can nice. take the Pike. You can take Star Drive. You can take Route Two, and uh, I was the first person they called in afterwards, and they said, "Sorry, you didn't get the job. You did not get the job." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wow. I guess I wasn't that good at it, but wow. I think I'm a pretty good teacher now of things." Of things, of things, I've, including I've, transportation. There you go. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check the traffic patterns today, Dave, and we're gonna see if we're taking 93, if we're taking Route Two, if we're taking the we're Pike, not if we're gonna three. I mean, if, it's a eight o'clock start as we talked about. So I mean, we're gonna see. But we're leaving right during rush hour. We're gonna figure it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure have out. Have you decided you. on your parking plan? Yet? No, not yet. Because I always have my parking. We're plan. We're ready. But, oh my gosh. And uh, anyway, socks, great. Red October, ready. Let's go. And a big game tonight before that. Yes. So let's go. Yes. Luckily, it's a Tuesday night tomorrow when I do not have a school committee meeting. Oh, yeah. But I think I in meeting. this case, I may have I been like, sorry, guys, I'm, I'm busy. Going. Sorry, I'm busy. 
I'll do the zoom from Fenway with a, with a virtual background yeah, and my microphone on. No, this is, are you in Fenway? No, I'm at, I'm at my house. This oh, is a virtual man. background. <laughs> um, what else has been happening? We were both in Maine last weekend. That was a great trip. Last weekend. Uh, you, I was in Wells. You were at the Freiburg Fair. That was a great weekend. And Freiburg I, Fair. And I gave you a hard time and Maddie had time. You didn't catch a pig. We did, we did pop into the pig scramble. And what does um, that look like? I've only heard about it. I've never actually seen it. What happens? It's really worth the experience just to see because we were walking around and I said, oh, let's go in, into here. And there's this huge um, like uh, undercover, whatever, like we would ride horses, but you know, where they have, where they have different things at the Freiburg Fair. Uh, what do you mean undercover? Been, what do you mean undercover? No, it was like, a, it was like, a like enclosed a ring, yeah, an enclosed ring, which probably okay. seated, I don't know. 5,000 people? 5,000 people? I don't know. Maybe I'm I think less than 5,000. It, it, was, <laughs> it was packed. It was standing room only. Sure. And the fact that we actually walked in there and were able to... Well, to, you got there early. That's why. No, we were, like, we were standing in the, in, on the stairway. It was all filled up. Oh, okay. And, you know, so one, that we were in there, and two, you know, it was undercover, and three, it's, you know, during COVID. Uh, and, and see, and like, four, you're in Maine. No one's wearing masks, not even the pigs. And you're in Maine. Um, but but it's 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 just a it's just a main sight to behold, you know. So and, they just release pigs and kids and chase not, after them. And not to think about you know the inhumanity of these poor little pigs being chased around by eight to ten year olds. But yeah, what they do they so they 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 had like ten kids come in between eight to ten, eight to ten, and they and they introduced them from all over. Somebody was from actually I think Waltham or something, and a lot of main kids, and yep. and they tell them the directions, and there's like a little pig master there with a stick, you know, cutting the pigs pig around. Pig master, and, you know, <laughs> and they let these these pigs run wild. And the kids have have uh, like gunny sacks, and they have to grab the pigs. And it's a huge, it's a huge, um, you know, arena. Is it timed or like it just ends when everyone's tired and when they, we left midway through because after you, you just had to, you know, witness what was going on and they they catch the pigs and the pigs are squealing and the kids are falling and the crowd is cheering and laughing and it's kind of crazy. It's, it's, it's classic. And you can keep the pig if you catch it, right? I don't know what you do with it. I think you do keep the pig as a. I don't even know. I'm pretty sure that our friend Shayla Fideli caught a pig at the Freiburg Fair and brought it back to Bedford and yeah, raised the you, pig here yeah. and escaped once. And the cops yeah. had to find the pig. That's great. I'm pretty sure that happened. But the poor pigs. I mean, I mean, it's it's, it's all fun until you get caught, you, you get grabbed by your by your little hind hoof there and you know stuck into a bag. But it was good. What's a gunny sack? Like a you know like a, a gunny sack. Like I don't a, know what um, that means. What's the sack? Like a. Like a, a burlap bag. Burlap, burlap bag. That's what I call it. Or like a tie top. You just like scoop it in. No, you gotta pull. You gotta stick it and stick it, pull and stick it in. Uh, Did you see the the video of the guy in uh, Florida that caught the alligator, alligator in the garbage can recycling yeah. bin? Yeah, that was great. That's crazy. Was great. That guy was crazy. Then they interviewed him, and he, and he made a joke about Ben Simmons. I thought that was really funny because I think he was from Philadelphia or something. What was the joke about? I ben forget. Simmons? I don't want to misquote. All right. Anyway, so you went to Fabric Fair. Anyways, you got there early. Fabric Fair was great. We did a lot of rides. Yep. Um, I didn't go. You on were there of, for the rides, not the agriculture. I feel we. Were, I wanted to see the the animals, which are amazing. Have you, been the, you have not. I've, been I've only. It's, only, it's like so. I, I think I have to go now. But it's, I, it's, it's such really a scene impressive. And I don't like it's impressive the number of people over there and the, the number of people eating fried dough, including Maddie, mm-hmm. and the stuff for sale. And the animals are just amazing. And the horses are as big as you're going to find them. The oxen and the Cows. Are they like pumpkin They're contests? Huge. Like There's big everything. pumpkin weighs the pumpins. Pumpkin. Eat your corn dogs. What they, are you doing? You know, buy have, your buy your uh, corn. But stocks. the animals are really impressive. Um, they're just big, big animals. 
Um, yeah, just good. Just, I've never gone to like the Topps Field Fair it's worth it. or the Big E it. or the Freiburg the Fair. Big so e, I don't know. Freiburg, I don't even know what to expect. King Richards, you know, they're all worth it. I did that when I was probably seven. Jousting. I don't need to go back. Yeah, yeah, fine. So, anyways, it was a great time. And how was Wells? Wells was great. Uh, sunny, nice, pleasant. Went on the longest run in the year with mom, my meniscus, which was slow, but I would say not painful. And um, you know, good to be in Maine. Uh, again, good to be Maine Day for the second time in five days as we walk, as we rewind the clock all the way. To two weeks ago today, we had the long-awaited Heritage Tour of Lewiston and Auburn. Lewiston, Auburn, Heritage Tour. It was absolutely Heritage Tour, framed around a tour, which we'll come back to in a second. But I think let's just, just remind everyone that two weeks ago, we set out here on Sunday afternoon, uh, overcast, rainy, drive up to up to Poland. You mm-hmm. and I sat down and, and somehow watched the Patriots game against the Bucks. Yep. I hadn't watched a real game in real time in a couple of years, and that was nice. Yep. And then um, we had a delicious dinner of veggie products. veggie chicken nuggets. <laughs> Woke up Buffalo and then wings. just scooted out early for the Heritage Shore of Lewiston Auburn. Yeah, we gave you a little quick tour of my hometown. So here's what I liked, Dave. We, we left Poland. We drove through Mechanic Falls, which I was very excited about. We saw a lot of old Pepsi signs. <laughs> we drive through. We drove through Minot. And we counted the the cars that were behind houses and barns and just sort of general crap lying around. And then all of a sudden we were in Auburn. We got some very expensive donuts, which you were very excited about. <laughs> Holy donuts, potatoes. And then I just got I got the history tour. So why don't you remind? What, what did we see? We saw the house you grew up in, I think, first. Yeah, we actually we on the, we sat outside for a few minute, a minute or two, and just a couple minutes took right. it in, which I haven't done for a long time. Very nice. Chain. It seems a little smaller than I remember, but it was beautiful a, plot right in the corner big house okay um and then we drove um by the infamous parking lot in the of, of the church where we used to wait for uh the school bus where um a, a, a young mr Narden almost drove me over with his car that was, was when you were ninth grade. grade i was ninth grade i remember that story right then we drove we went by edward little high school lhs definitely yeah. the wonderfully non, not very well paved parking lot yeah we drove on the circle right okay. so you the statue of mr mr edward little excellent drove by jen's house we certainly did uh, did not stop in kept on going i'm like who lives there now you're like her parents i'm like oh yeah <laughs> sure then we drove then we drove up and down golf hill wanted you get the perspective Beautiful. of the hill overlooking Auburn and Lewiston. Mm-hmm. Drove across the bridge. You bet we did. Into Lewiston. Saw some old mills. Some mills. Shoe factories. Drove by the infamous um, St. Peter and Paul Church. I mean, I'll just say famous. It's beautiful. Isn't it crazy? It's like a European cathedral in the middle of Maine. <laughs> the middle of Lewiston, Seriously, Maine. it's gorgeous. It's one of the be- most beautiful churches you'll ever see. It's like, let's take Notre Dame and put it in uh, Lewiston. Seriously. Right. It's, it's remarkable. Well, I like to, we should, we should see the, the ranking of biggest, nicest, oldest churches. That's, that church is impressive. It's not a church, dude. It's like a cathedral. It's a cathedral. No, it might right. be called a cathedral. I think it's a cathedral. It's, it's, it's dramatic and, it, and beautiful. Because we, we had driven down, we actually drove, before we got there, actually, we drove up to um, New Auburn. No, didn't we go and we went and then we came back across, I think, to New Auburn. Yeah. And then we uh, saw Bureau's house. And then we went yes, back yes, you know, down. Because right. you saw the church from where we were going around. The, from the hill. I'm like, what is that yeah, thing? Right. Yeah. Then we drove back across. We drove through the Bison Mills, yep. drove across the Lown Bridge, right? Back, back you definitely went across the Lown Bridge. Into, into New, New Auburn. Yep. Drove up. We drove by Dana Bureau's house. We did. We took a by, picture. Drove by the Auburn Mall. I sent I sent that to Dana. He said, did you stop in? I said, no. Did not. Um, drove by the old Wal- Walton High School, yeah. ninth grade. Saw the, show, or saw the football, football field. field. Yep, exactly. Yeah. 
Then we drove down. Some nice people waved at us. We're pushing yeah, babies around. Exactly. Right? Like, who are these guys? Exactly. Right? We're in the parking lot. Weird. Not from around here. And we drove by my old synagogue, Beth Abraham, which is which now going to be condos, right? Condos, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And then we drove um, down Center Street and uh, to the the. Uh, new synagogue yeah um, before hold on so we're gonna pause there for a yeah. second because that, that's what i really want to talk about yeah. um but i'll just say um you know what the official motto of lewiston and auburn is the official motto yeah is um, i know what it please is please come back it is not what is it? It's happening here. <laughs> lewiston auburn the twin cities la they, the official share according model. to the internet they share a model according to the internet the official motto of LA is it's happening here. And you know that a few years ago, there, there was a vote to merge the cities. Do you remember this in 2017? I do. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it did not pass no. pretty emphatically. Yeah. So if you had to guess which municipality was more in favor of merging, what, what would you suspect it was? I bet you're going to get it right. Lewiston. Lewiston was uh, 66% no, 34% yes. So two thirds of Lewiston wanted to merge with Auburn. Yeah. Auburn, 84% said no. They're staying on your side of the bridge. 16 said yes. So Auburn did not want yeah. anything to do with Lewiston. I didn't really understand like the difference, but you can start Lewiston's much more, uh, I would say, citified, uh, and Auburn yeah. is a little bit more rural, yeah. right? Agreed. But the, the, the study that the, the pro-merging people alleged was that it would save about $4 million yes. for everyone. Yes. Um, it, would form, it would have formed Maine's largest school district. I didn't realize that. That would have been crazy. We had 9,000 students between the two districts, which re- makes you appreciate how big Lewiston and Auburn is. And the joint population would be uh, 59,000, which mm. is just 8,000 fewer than Portland. Portland's really small. Portland is 60. That would be a crazy... So that the, like, the city of Newton in, in Massachusetts is bigger than Portland, Maine. Yep. Newton is 92,000, 94,000. Portland oh. is just 67,000. Hmm. That's an interesting concept. You know, the, the cities, the, the towns, uh, cities, uh, town city are that different, but they're very different. So one voter said, I think Lewiston has a lot to gain and Auburn has a lot to lose. Yeah, I'm probably just, a fair amount of like I'm, classism, racism, yeah, I'm just, I'm ge- I'm gentle just, elitism yeah, there from thinking, the from yeah, the suburbanites in Auburn. Very super superficial, superficial about yep. how the, the, I mean, we're just people, and we're just people on different sides of a river. <laughs> but there's diff, definitely different populations in each, and, not, and, and, and I would have no problem with the, the two places merging um, at all. I think that'd be fine. I, but there's definitely different. If you really break it down, there's different characteristics of people. Um, and it's just, it's just territorial. I mean, you, we, we, it's, it goes, you know, it's, it's like, why were there, you know, two synagogues in Auburn, Maine, right? There's, there's a... Well, copy, I mean, listen, two Jews, three opinions. They, exactly. You got to like, mix it up like, a little you bit. Know, why are there two, why are there two, two uh, synagogues on one island, right? Because one group would never be caught dead at the, at the other show. Um, the old joke, very nice. Like so, that. yeah, I, I could not see them combining the high the schools, the high schools, you know, just in terms of this... this oh, the bitter they, feuds, they, forget they, it. Rivalry. Lewis and Auburn was, I mean, that, 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 was, that was a, when we grew up, that was a wicked rivalry. What's the name of the high school in Lewiston? Is it Lewis and High School or is it something clever like well, named after somebody? It was Or are there a couple, right? I think it's Lewis High School. And it, you know, they're, they're the Blue Devils. Oh, yeah. And we're the Red Eddies. I think we did that back in the, in the main mascot trivia exactly. with Bureau or whoever, yeah. or Shasano, or maybe I mean, we were friends you. with Lewiston people, but they're definitely, it's, there were definitely times where they, they weren't friends with Lewiston people. Boom. Um, Interestingly, Lewiston is certainly a little bluer than Auburn. But look, Governor LePage. Oh, yeah, there gov- you go. That's true. Governor LePage was pro-merger, which is a Governor little bit LePage. surprising, right? Who's running for re-election or, or election again with yeah. the support of, of course, Susan Collins. So good luck, buddy. Um, 
So Red or Auburn was friendly against the merger. And again, you can probably read into that some stuff that Susan Collins. would be it would be interesting. So I mean, great great tour of Auburn and Lewiston. Great to see all the landmarks. Great to see how happy you were to show me. Yeah, it's interesting you know? how and it's like it's like I mean it's 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 a town, right? It's a big town, small city. You know, Maine's different. We'll talk about this sort of the Maine context from which you were born and came out of. You know, yeah, compared to Middlesex County, there's a lot to talk about, which we'll get into in a yeah, little, that in could a little be, bit. Yeah, that could be pot, pot, you know, whatever. Pot dukes. <laughs> but it's interesting, like, I like I wonder if your average person, if someone else brought someone to Auburn or Lewiston, if they, I mean, I, there's more I could have shown you, if they would have taken you on a tour, wanted to do a tour, fa- felt that it was tour worthy. And I just have so much in my brain from growing <laughs> up. Uh, like things that meant a lot to me and experiences I had, and they could, I could just, I could have said, okay, this is the, this is Bach Burgoyne's house where he had this huge party and a tent and, you know, for the whole weekend, or this is Dana's house when we used to go, you know, to his pool and play jump or dive, which now the pool's gone, or yep. this is you know so and so's house where I, this first thing happened, and to me that was all memorable, important times. And I showed you Paul Tierney's house, right? Like yep. it was, uh, oh, that's tyranny for those of you trying to spell at home. Tierney. <laughs> but just uh, all these people in my, all these people, places, and experiences are just, are just in my brain and really important to me. So I, mean, I called you, I think, uh, when we spoke a few days afterwards. I, I, just, I, it, I mean, it makes sense to me, but it doesn't make sense to me, right? So he, like, how, how did you leave this, you know, little tiny Jewish outpost in Maine, like with such fond memories of that experience, right? Because I can imagine, like, there weren't, there weren't a lot of Jews. I'm sure that it wasn't easy for you when you were younger, but you made a great group of friends that came out just, like, loving the experience. And you know, I would never take you to, you know, Belmont and say, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited to share these memories of you because I just didn't enjoy it because I was bullied because I was Jewish and I didn't really like it. And I'm just so impressed that, like, you, you came out of that experience just... Um, with wonderful memories of, of what happened. And that's great. So, I mean, part of this is also like, you know, my, my experience in this area is, you know, we, we, Middlesex County is my home. You know the places that I, I wouldn't have to show you anything. But I'm just amazed that you've held on for so long to these friends and these things and going back there with you uh, and seeing them and picking up this tour, which to talk about was really just awesome. And I was so happy that you were, that you were happy. Mm. You know, I was like looking back on you know, like we look back at Brandeis, right? And I enjoyed Brandeis, but I, I, I look back and I think of all these fond, sure. even fonder memories. You know, the memories are even more important. I think growing up, I, you it, talk about Auburn more than you talk about Brandeis. Yeah, I talk about Brandeis twenty five thousand times more than I talk about like high school and elementary yeah, school. I feel like I, I, I mean, I say this in, in a humble way. I feel like I own Auburn. Like it really, <laughs> it's really part of me. Sure, it is. And I can feel it. It's very unique and. Um, I can't say it was easy growing up there. Yeah. Looking back, I can tell you some of my experiences growing up. But those are the experiences that I look back on, sure. and are, are fond to me about be having a little, you know, a little anti-Semitism here and there, and a little <laughs> bullying, a lot of bullying here and there, sure, and, what, sure. and what made me who I am. And and I think I would to a lot of people, you know, good or bad, yep. you know. And, and I mean, first and foremost, you know, my dad and and my family, sure. my mo- and my mom, you know, and the community i mean to go on to the jewish uh route you know the community at beth abraham that enveloped yeah. me a lot mm-hmm. you know and and form and, and, and made me feel safe and happy and then my friends you know and, yeah. and we, we talk about on the pod you know i mean he's and i really appreciated all that stuff and it made me who i am and yeah, it wasn't easy at times but i look back on it and the, their memories they're good they're yep. they're i don't so the, uh, the fond memories, are they good memories? There's a mix. 
Sure. Um, but they're all memories. They're all important. So that's just really... Well, we, we tapped into that pretty intensely when we, when we went to, to grab that Torah. So again, the context here is that, you know, your father was a rabbi of a, I mean, small, medium-sized conservative synagogue in Auburn, um, which you grew up in and celebrated lots of incredible moments with. You know, as, as, as we know, your father died when you were in your 20s, and the synagogue did not last much longer. And then all the stuff that was there mm-hmm. went over to, or a lot of the stuff that was there went over to his other temple, you yeah. know, across the river. And actually on the, on the same side of the river in Auburn. I'm sorry, on the yeah. same way, because it is a little bit misshapen, exactly. you know, up the road a couple of miles. Yeah. So, you know, push comes to shove, like you meet some people, you meet some people that were connected to you back then and they discuss, you know, what, what's left over and there's still some Torah scrolls and your brain starts spinning because we were talking about Torahs for a long time. So we go up there to take a look at this situation. <laughs> so we walk into the synagogue and for those of you that know, you know, I guess <laughs> when I described to you that it felt like, like the, like the, the early eighties and mid eighties with like the, or- the orange sheet cushions and like just the rich wood and like the smell of like what I think is like the smell of a temple and like the brick outside. It's almost like a time machine. And you walk in and you see the stained glass windows that they brought over from the old synagogue. And the woman that you know, Barbara, was talking about that. And you're getting really, you know, with some of the feels. And then you walk into the sanctuary where, where they have these, we have, they have some scrolls out for us. Yeah. And this is, this, is, this is when it gets really intense. So <laughs> there's a Torah on the floor, <laughs> which is, you know, maybe it's elevated. And it's like, well, we think, we think this is the right Torah, right, that, that you think that you might want to grab. And we've been talking about like, what, what, what are our expectations for this scroll, right? Is it in disrepair? Is it damaged? Is it browned? Are the letters falling off, right? So we pick up the Torah. We put it on the podium. I think we, oh, I think we immediately rush over to save this yeah, Torah. Let's get the thing off the floor first of all, right? Torah down, chalk yeah. outline, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, we put it up. You open it up. And, and what do we have? What, what do we see when we open it up, Dave? You see the, the, the Song of the Sea? It's just a beautiful looking scroll, song first of, the of sea. all. Yeah. It's, it's white. It's shiny. Yeah, the letters. It still looks me, glazed. What, what we opened up, like, so what yeah. we opened up to unroll the scroll, right? Yeah. We took off the cover. We, un- we, 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 it wasn't even have a binder on it, right? We, we unrolled it yeah. and we saw perfection. We saw, we saw the, again, for those of you that know it, you know, the text of the Torah, you know, usually it's sort of uniform and, and blockish and it's hard to sort of f- figure out you are, but it's a super significant passage of text about Moses and the people of Israel going through the sea. The text is, looks very unique. It's the only place in Torah where the text is like that. This was a portion that was important to my mom, right, as we talked about. And you just, you're just like, you just start staring, right? You just start staring. Like, it's getting misty in here. Yeah, everyone's yeah, really, yeah. everyone's yeah. really quiet. I'm like, I'm like, and we're looking at each other. I'm like, like this is a this is a beautiful Torah. This is a beautiful a little right? uh, yell there, right? Like a you little. were you were excited. I was like, uh, okay, like this is beautiful. And then she pulls out, and this is the shadiest part. She pulls out like the the, the estimates of the Torah's value right now. For those who, again that familiar with Torahs, like they're not cheap. They take a year to write, and this was sort of a full size you know, 50 pounder, not one of the sort of smaller scrolls. And you, know, you can buy one of those now new for $25,000, right? Or commission one. And uh, we're not going to say who, but somebody came up to that synagogue, took a look at the scroll and said that it was worthless. That it was worth zero dollars. He did tons of work. It wasn't kosher, right? Someone else comes up who we won't name and says, oh, it's really nice. It maybe needs a little bit of fixing. Maybe it's worth about $15,000, blah, 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 blah. And all I'm saying to myself is I'm like, 
the people that came up and said it was worth nothing are scoundrels because they just wanted them to give them the Torah so they could spin it off and resell it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So we're like, this is great. We're going to take it for sure. You know what I mean? We find the cover. We find the 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 thing that binds it together. The I'm not sure what it's called. The the get the ghetto the clasp then mm-hmm. they clasp it together and then she's like oh well, we have something else as well that maybe you should look at and then what did she pull out david she pulls out what was, uh, it was known as a safer half tower oh my gosh which is which is a, a basically like a, a i say fear my language like a pseudo torah scroll um with the with all the um half torah the the you know in it um, the yeah, prophets. so towards the five books of Moses, it's it's hundreds of thousands of letters long, right? It's sequential. It's the five books of the of Moses, the Torah, the Sefer Haftarah, the scroll of the Haftarot is pulled from all over the prophets. It's not sequential, but it's yeah. there by the week. Um, when I was a kid and when you were a kid, like they just weren't really around. Yeah, and we just read. I mean, all these all these readings go along with the with the Torah readings for the week. Yeah, you, read, you read out of the out of the book, you right? Read out of the book, you know. Yeah. With with the, the the unique thing about a Torah, as people do or do not know, is yep. it's, it's got no vowels yep. and no notes, no in punctuation, it. right? So yep. when we read the half Torah, we usually read out of a book with 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 vowels and trope. Or so it's easier. Usually, it's easier. easier to read half Torah. And right. some people get these these um, commissioned scrolls for the half Torah, which I, I like the book. But they're on a they're on parchment. It takes a while to make. They're not cheap. This one, but they're usually, with, but even those usually have vowels notes and, and cancellations. Yeah. You know, they're nothing, nothing to memorize. You can re- re- read it right off of the scroll. We, scroll. Up, we open up this guy, and I'm like, what? Because the calligraphy is beautiful, the scroll is in perfect condition, and there's no notes, no cancellation. I've never seen that before. No. And I'm like, this scroll is a gem. Take it off the floor. So, I mean, part of me is, and I asked you like. Whether it was 30 years ago, or for, like who commissioned that for Auburn, Maine? That's a good question. It's amazing. Well, I know who commissioned it, but it's a good question of when it got commissioned because I don't remember that scroll being at the synagogue when I was there. I've never seen it. So that came after, which is yeah. really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, because, you know, after my father passed away and left that show, I mean, the synagogues had a slow descent downward. Sure. And I'd be interested if someone said, oh, I'm going to donate this to that to your sh- to the show right. synagogue, but and plus, like, was it used? Because not many people that I know have learned haftarah cold, you yeah, know, we, so they can read yeah, it without any kud yeah, and so without the cantillation, without the vowels. So that, that, that's that's an interesting scroll. So, we'll, we'll, so yeah. I said to you, like, come back in ten years and see if that scroll is still around, because mm. it would be like it would not be okay to take that at this point, you know, or to buy it because it's so special. But I don't think they. they, they and here's the thing: like these people, maybe yeah. don't know what they're sitting yeah, on. Yeah, right, they you know? they better. And I'll I'll, I'll revisit this with with Barbara, yeah. um, Babs. Uh, that scroll should be, you know, should should not be given to the. Lowest, that scroll cannot you know. be lost, right? Yeah. That's the thing. That's got to be. I mean, I yeah. guess so. There's 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 still another Torah there. There was mm-hmm. a, a Megillah, the scroll of Esther, which you, which you got very excited about, yeah. which are actually a lot more common. But those also aren't vowed or cantillated, actually. No, people no. just. But it's easier to learn than Torah, as you probably know. Yeah. Um, but no. we were just we were like kids in a candy shop for about forty minutes. Yeah. Just appreciating what we were around, yeah. I mean, when, and I feel like those things hadn't been appreciated in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of thoughts that we can dissect later. But for, you know, for me, being around um, memories of my old synagogue, you know, which is directly connected to my father, um, is it was a, a, a really immense emotional feelings, mm-hmm. and being in the synagogue that kind of in, kind of um, absorb my old synagogue is 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 also you know there's positives and negatives there um, 
and just I couldn't um, like I just wanted to hold that Torah mm-hmm. and, and like, get out of there because this was just like the the biggest thing to me like you know when when, when the old synagogue closed Babs Shapiro Barbara um, you know a lot, you know people she arranged different things if someone wanted to take something that meant to them meant something like I could have got the chair that my father sat on maybe I yep. think my sister got it actually for um, you know he sat for every daily morning evening service he sat on a, spe- a high chair in the corner of the of the small chapel um, during the service and I think that was a very special chair mm-hmm. right but. All those things were, but they were special. But they, nothing, nothing is as special to me as that scroll mm. from my show mm. that I held, he held, we all held. That it, the, the it's invaluable, mm. and it's and it is extremely valuable, and it's in good shape. It's in great so listen, shape. is it a hundred percent kosher? Did we check every parchment? Did we check? I mean, does it we really we'll matter right now? Yeah. Oh boy, it doesn't matter to me at all, and um. You know, we'll come back to Maine, but, you know, but that, that scroll was used uh, at a bar mitzvah that I did on Saturday. And uh, I said when I was sort of getting through the service, I'm like, hey, this tour is really special. And if you want to hear the story about it, you know, come see me afterwards. And then, again, great karma. Like, people that know you from Mamuna were actually at the service, and they loved when I told them, like, the shorter version of, like, how we got it, where it came from, why it was special, the connection to you and your dad and to Maine. And this tour that really probably hadn't been used in a very long time. Uh, and this tour probably hasn't been used since... Uh, since, Beth, since Beth Abraham, the, my old synagogue was open. And when was and that? Think, when, when was that? When was that? I don't know when that closure was. I mean, yeah, oh goodness. I, I mean, not even closure. After, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't even used yes, sure. much. Even after they had my multiple Torahs, right? We had like six or seven Torahs yeah. there, and they gave in the don they donated a couple Torahs different places. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just think you think about there's so many levels of here levels here, and just the fact that. Like you and I went on that journey together, mm. and we've been on this journey for a while mm. in different ways as friends, and our both of our backgrounds and what isn't isn't important to us um, about you know Judaism, um, or is important really, and that we were able to share that moment together, and that like you know that you were there with me, and that you are, are this Torah is already this Torah has been um, dormant. This Torah is alive now, right? This Torah is an amazing thing to say, actually. You're right. And you brought it alive. I mean, you know, by utilizing it for this Bar Mitzvah, it's got more to go. I actually sent a picture onto Barbara Babs of the Torah. And I said, it's it's back in action. It's back in action. Well, then you sent me a picture of you and your dad next to each other with him holding that Torah. I mean, that was probably 19. More to come uh, on that. More to come on that. (laughs) 88-ish or yeah, so. Like, that's that the one. same Torah. Yeah, that's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, dude. he looked pretty good. You look, you look pretty dorky in that picture, Mr. Big Glasses. That's okay. We all started off that way. It's all good. That's that. That was the age yeah, where so he got cornered in the, in the that, parking that, lot that, of the that's, bus. That's yeah. more for another time. I, <laughs> I, I, more, I want to think about that more. But but I said to myself, I wonder if that Torah seems familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that picture, it's the same Torah. Yep. It's the same mantle. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. Uh, the the ivory handles, right? But it's the, it's the same covering. Yeah, you know, it's and it's the it's so that Torah wasn't just a Torah that was in the synagogue not being used even then. Yeah, that Torah I read from. He read from. Oh my god, you're right. crazy. I didn't, I didn't even consider that actually. That's crazy. Huh. Yeah, so that, that's that's huh. because synagogues often have them all. You need you need at least what two Torahs? You need a bunch. 
we had these five I or mean, six. I if, mean, if you can, it, it's a nice privilege to have a bunch of Torahs to open up on, you know, parade them around. So that Torah was used. Two scrolls, right? The Torah was used. And uh, it, now it's back in action. That's it is definitely crazy. back in action. So. Ugh. Dan, Dan B. Listen, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to get some use. You know, yeah. how, whomever, like by me, by yeah. you, whomever, yeah. when we need a Torah. I mean, it, it's an amazing... Seriously. It's an amazing... You and I appreciate, and you know, maybe we find it more amazing than others might. But I think, you know, walking in, walking back, back in time, into that space, you know, I, I felt, you know, even for myself, not even through you, like how important and 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 and, uh, and and how much gravity there was in the moment, and just finding these, not artifacts, but just like you know, testimonials to everything that you grew up with was really incredible. Yeah, so I mean, the, the, the only downside is it wasn't my space, right? Like my right. My, my synagogue. Is there are pieces gone. that you could see, you know, the, the book, but, the book of the, the golden book the, of what it but was. Being there made it. Being there without Torah, with the, some of the artifacts from the old synagogue, made it my space again. Right. Yeah. And you, if you go back to like, you know, why is why is Auburn important to me? I mean, that synagogue was me, and, mm-hmm. I, and, sure. I was, and my dad and my family, and, and, that, and I was you know, and I was it, and and uh, it was a safe place, mm-hmm. it was a great place, mm-hmm. it was this little microcosm in this bigger sphere, which seemed very, 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 very small then, but also very, 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 very big. And uh, look on the context, I mean, you realize you know, how how big those cities are now is fifty seven thousand people, right? It was probably smaller back then. And you think about like the average community around here is about is about that size. And I understand what it's like to you know have have a synagogue and a community be the center of your identity when you're growing yeah. up, right? I was certainly right there as well. Um, yeah, you yeah, we, we we pulled that apart. I mean, you were you were definitely. I mean, you had yeah. you had on a bigger scale down here. I'm not even sure what that means, but I, I did a lot of. I did, it was certainly my my, my uh, adolescent years were were certainly focused on my Jewish identity and Jewish experiences and peers and activities and even into Brandeis, right? And then the funny thing for me is I went to Brandeis and did, and did zero sort of Jewish involvements, right? Because I'm like, oh, I'm surrounded by Jews. I'm gonna do something different. And then, uh, then we have James, who's like, oh, "I'm going to Shabbat services tonight." Oh, yeah. I just came back from Sukkot. I'm like, "You're doing, you're doing what?" I'm like, "Hey, good for you, buddy." Um, so just, just funny, just very funny. It's funny. We just, we, you and I have a very similar path. You know, I feel very the same similar way. Path, I feel right? the same way. And now we are back on the same path with that. Yeah, tour, and, right? and you can say like, we get it. Like you and I get <laughs> it. And and yeah, we have a we we have a very very similar path, just in different geography, um, in different. Yeah. Um, Size, like I don't know, like sizes of, of uh, what we're involved in, you know. But it's uh, all good. Well, I think you know, we we've talked a lot about that trip and about the Torah. The, the drive back was just like I feel like every five seconds we're like, we can't believe that just happened. Can you believe that happened? We have a Torah in that car. <laughs> we have this Torah. You know, it's a big deal. And the fact that it happened is right. I like, remember when we when we walked into. Well, the, we were uh, talking uh, about this for a long time. We're like three years into like, oh, like maybe we should find a way to get a Torah. Yeah, I'd love to get a Torah. And um, yeah. and I remember we walked in there. And 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 Bab said, I'm not. I don't know if we found the right Torah. If we have, even I'm thinking, is this not going to happen? And because I really, um, like, really. Yeah, you thought maybe there wasn't a Torah. Yeah, I thought maybe they couldn't find it, or they gave it away already, or it just wasn't available, or I'd have to come back because they could, they misplaced it. You know, I was just, I was like, wow, this is. It was. It's. It, it, it was such a combination that this really could happen that I didn't really believe it would happen, and. I, I know she understood the emotions there mm-hmm. and the feelings there. Um, I, I could never have left there. I could have actually just sat there. I, I remember going to my old synagogue when I first came back up to Maine where we got the place up in uh, Poland. And yep. I, and I, I haven't rehashed this, but when I, I first reconnected with um, Babs and Mike Shapiro, my, my, my family and my father's good friends, and they gave me a key 
Mike gave me a key to the old synagogue um, when it was and it wasn't really active. And I went in there. And I just walked around for like an hour and a half, two hours. I remember actually yep. I and I went back. And it's not I, that big. I actually went back and I um, and I prayed uh, in the morning mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. one morning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it just was like I could just have stood there for hours. You know, and that's what when I when we unrolled that Torah scroll. I could have just stared at that. I know. Well, you, I got a picture of you hovering over it, and then I'm like, "Yeah, this is a good one." Yeah, all good. Well, listen, I mean, I think the um, as we talked about, you know, f- since there's a lot of oral history about that time in that community with your father at the center and people he intersected with, and stories that I think should be told, whether that's through a podcast or an oral history or just transcribing stories. Um, uh, it would be incredible, you know. So I'm, 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 I'm on the I'm on the trail that, get that of those done. stories, you, you know. Get that done. Talking of, to, to your father's people. friends and people you grew up with. Well, that's what we're talking about. Like, there's these great people out there. Yeah. Unfortunately, many of them are no longer with sure. us because um, of my father's age. Um, but there's some great people out there, some great stories, and I would I would love to collect what we could. So let's get on that. Yeah. So just imagine that you know, imagine if if you hadn't been there, like what what would happen to those scrolls in 20 years? You know, they just. They're just neglected and gone. And mm-hmm. you think about it. I mean, we're lucky that we live here in, I would say, one of the most, uh, I would say, comfortable Jewish communities in the States. But there are plenty of, you know, former outposts of Judaism, which are, which are you know, going away. And synagogues are closing even around here that, are, that were struggling. And, um, again, amazing to walk into a place where it, it felt important and, and, and sacred and in, in, in the middle of some random place in, in, in Auburn, in Auburn and yeah. um, with a preschool there that the JCC runs for non-Jews and Jews alike. And, and again, you walk in, it's felt like my childhood with the colors and mm. the wood and the smell and, and all that. And uh, just, just really cool, really cool to do with you. And the drive back, we're like just pinching ourselves the whole way. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, the whole way, like what, what, what? I know. Huh? We, wa- we watched what? that game. <laughs> right? We watched that football game Sunday night. We went to bed and we both popped out of the bed in the morning. Like, let's go. Like, we're going right now. I'm like, okay, let's, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> let's go drive by Daniel Bajor's house, right? Unbelievable. Dana Bear, who's also going to be at Fenway tomorrow night. Yes, we will connect. Hopefully connect oh, my gosh. Yeah. Unbelievable. This part will probably go up after the game. This I'm, I'm, I'm going to mix this hopefully at lunch and get out this afternoon so we can get it up before before the Tuesday excursion. Um, but yeah, the, the memory of, of me failing the Kaplan test by trying to teach folks how to get to Fenway. So, I'm like, what, better, like, better, what did I do wrong when I was 20? You better rise to the I occasion. guess I probably talked too fast or didn't do a good enough diagram. Tomorrow. Don't, don't get us in the wrong Unbelievable. place. Unbelievable. But now, no, now we'll figure it out. I'm, I'm hoping it's a 50-minute a drive, easy parking, and we can just sort of sit around pregame. What's your parking plan? Well, you told me, I think we haven't talked about that yet. There's a few options. I mean, eight o'clock means you, I mean, you, you can walk for 20 minutes and park at you know, Longwood, or you can try to do something a little, a little bit closer, you know? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Might want to reserve a spot in advance. Depends. You realize. You, well, you can now. Really? That, that's a place where they block you in a lot. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah, to yeah, deal with that, really. Uh, but I, when I went in July, you know, we parked also like right on Bay State Road, right by like Warren Towers. And, like, yeah. It's a great parking Yeah, it's well, summertime, though. College kids aren't, aren't there, so it's yeah. easier. I went with my mom recently, right? And then we just like, pulled yeah, where'd space. Yeah, where'd you park? Right off Calm Ave. You I, and Roz just walked, walked across the bridge together? So I'm driving down, driving down Calm Ave away from, you know, going towards like Brighton. Going towards Paradise? Yeah. If that's still yeah, there, Yeah, yeah. Right? And I drive by the side street and I like, stop, like, you know, about yep. 100 feet beyond the side street. And I throw in reverse on Calm Ave. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I'm yeah. driving. And mom was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I just. That's and exactly what I did when I parked. And I, yeah. and I backed into, and there was a space there, a meter, a, a meter space that that's was. Mine. That was it was off. Yeah, off. Like, really? This is great. Playoff baseball, baby. Yeah, just do it. Cannot believe it. Just do it. Are, we wearing, are you wearing Red Sox garb? Am I wearing Red Sox garb? Yeah, when we go. Uh, yeah. Oh, and oh. so are you, buddy. Yeah. 
But the overnight low tomorrow is going to be 39, but it'll be warm in the park. But I'll, I'll throw on. I have two Red Sox sweatshirts that I wear now here because they're red. Yeah. And um, you know, maybe I'll have to pick, some, pick up something else tomorrow, you know. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be great. But we're on this. This will be, a, I mean, we're, we're doing a couple of cool things together. Like, so we went, we went to Poland, just two of us, without children and wives and dogs. So that was nice. We got some tours. And uh, we're doing this pod. Now we're going to family for the LCS. So I think it's a pretty good month for us. Yeah, it's only going to get better. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, other than the Red Sox, anything going on for you this week? Um, patience, patience. A lot of patience. You had to work today, which is yep. a Monday, which is a little unusual it's for all you. All good. All good. Yeah, just working. Red Sox and next weekend we're going up to going to Skidmore for the for Saturday Sunday. That's to right. See, to see Jocelyn. Because someone's watched your dogs. Yes. <laughs> Our boss called not named Dan. Yeah. If he can, we'll see if he can handle it. Big O. Oh, no. We, we were at Brandeis this weekend, and everyone thought that Warren was the uh, was the student because he's just, like, so tall. And, like, James maybe looked a little bit older. But hmm. James, was, James was the student, not Warren. So Warren thought James that was like, very I'm nice. I'm student. Because you guys, we, we, guys we, are climbing all over, and the picture is all over Louis Brandeis. You know, so when you and I were there, that statue was, like, up up and just, like, there. But now there's a whole, like, I'm not going to say plaza, but, like, a seating area. And, really? like, a gravel area in front of it. And people are up there a lot sitting there. And James, I think, likes that spot. So we went up there on Saturday afternoon. And then we were there yesterday morning for the Legacy Breakfast. And uh, it's funny, but we always think, like, everyone who's went to Brandeis, their kids go there. But I think I think the, the, the president, who, by the way, just talked to us, he walked over and was like, hey, I'm like, I know who you are. I was playing it really cool. Um, he was like, there's f- 51 students this year, both of whom, whose parents went to Brandeis. I'm like, is that it? Like only fifty one. I thought it would be more. That both parents or one. Like parent? Both parents went to Brandeis. Was oh, like yeah. fifty one. No, but I guess I guess it isn't that common. Uh, but you know, I guess we're excited. Huh, that's interesting. And he knew who you. Do you know who you were? No, like we got. It was like um. There was like a, th- a thirty minute like patio breakfast outside the Stein, and um, everyone's sort of milling around. And there's seven of us there, so like we're just like hanging out. And I'm not, I don't really want to talk to you because like everyone there is older than us because we're like younger parents, and I'm not there to like meet people, sort of. But he walks right over. I'm like, oh, I know who this is. And like, he came right over to us. I'm like, oh, hi. Oh, yeah, I'm Dan. We went to Brandeis. Here's how we met. You know, they abbreviated the story, and they think he liked it. And um, so I'm like, James, you know who that was? He goes, yeah, that was the present. I'm like, I know. I He's know. like, oh, that's who that was. And, uh, What'd you eat? Little bagels, lox, and cream cheese? So the outside they had, like, it was coffee and cider donuts. And then inside there was, like, uh, bagels, muffins, uh, little lox. Mm. And then... I mean, yesterday was weird because uh, I, we had a, like, I don't usually eat that much in the morning and I know that you don't. So like a big, big breakfast at Brandeis and then I did some tutoring and then I became home and there's a block party in our neighborhood yeah. from four to six. And I just like ate. So like, I didn't eat a meal. I just ate so much food yesterday and I'm still feeling like I ate too much yesterday, even now. So maybe I should get in your plan and just like stop eating at six. Eight. I don't know. Eight. Eight, whatever. But I, I don't think I could ever get there. It's like, go crazy. I wanted to eat so much last night, but I had my, but I didn't. You wanted to eat last night, but you didn't because yeah. you were just committed to fasting. Have you eaten anything this morning? I was committed to drinking my little, my little uh, mix. Uh, okay, good for you, buddy. That's a great mix. <laughs> um, have I you eaten yet today? That's un- I don't understand. I'm good right now. I don't don't you have a headache? No, I feel fine. Unbelievable. I don't know if I could. But also, it makes me really look forward to eating. That's yeah, but how, how, how do you not then like overeat at noon? You know, like so. Are you gonna go home and eat right now? I'm We're going to wait until 12. 12.30. 12.30. Yep. I, but I this do is why up. you're skinny. Not, once in a I'm, while, once in a while I mix it up because I want to shock my body a little bit. So I eat a little bit in the morning. But you drink coffee in the morning and water, right? You're not, you're drink, not like... Yeah, black coffee and water. It's just me. You're sharp like a knife. I... But it's... it's, a, it's, it's we talked about this. What, what was it? Not willpower, but what you say it was? It was discipline. Discipline. Yep. It's also like OCD. Like I'm just going to... You know, I'm, I'm going to stay on this track for a while. 
Yeah. Is that OCD? Yeah, maybe not. But that's like if you see if that's like a, if like you see something, you have to like you have to correct it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not that OCD. When, when I mean, you, I mean, you would know, not me. So don't, would, don't take yeah, my word for it. I, you, 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 you missed, I misdiagnosed myself. When, when you and I were running, right? We'd run, and you always had to, had to hit that sign at the end of the run, right? You tap the sign. Oh yeah. What was that? Um, well, boy, you, you tell me what it was, doctor. You, tell me, <laughs> boy, you had to do that. Like, hey, got it. Clang. Well, it's like when boys walk through the through like the door they always have to like slap the top like they're just dumb like that i guess that's me you know no, that's not no that's that's or like you're shooting you're shooting, you're shooting a piece of paper the way bask waste basket hey kobe like, yeah why, why do we do these <laughs> things you know no, but what, that's different that's different that's yeah that's when you walk i always say if you, if you you can't walk into a, a, a dorm room and someone has a football and you cannot not say hey fill it to me that you that's just uh that's just like inherent innate maybe guy thing not to be gender specific sure yeah i think, I think my last thing from brandeis weekend which was nice is that um you know, we were all there on saturday and it was like throwing a football around in the courtyard it felt very nice but um did but you did you have like this did you sound like you know have this this, this this flashback like you were back there again no not at all i mean that was so many versions of me ago that like seeing like elizabeth walking across the you know the self i met her time. i was living off campus like, so oh, i think that that did not skies happen. opened um I mean, it's, it's great walking around. It's definitely so far removed from my experience, but I might remember it very fondly. Um, but I think I told you that they're, they're, uh, they're, the, the girl that Elizabeth nannied when James was a baby until they were both about three and a half, mm. um, also as a freshman at Brandeis, and they hadn't seen each other in, in you know, f- you know, 14, 15 years. Um, and uh, she came to say hello to us on Saturday. So all these pictures of like her and Elizabeth and the girls and James. And everyone's like, who's that girl? I'm like, nope, it's just somebody that we know. Oh, I saw that Relax, actually. Yeah, I was right? wondering. But, um, so Elizabeth, the Elizabeth, doing the arabesques. Elizabeth jokes like, uh, oh, that's my first daughter. Because that was sort of the first experience she had with the girl. Oh, but interesting. Um, Alex Miller. So it was great to see her. And, and she hung out with us a little bit and walked around. and Foreshadowing. Not so much, uh, but it was so, so as, as, as my friend Scott said to me, so James, who's, who's that with James? I'm like, Scott, just a friend of ours. Don't, don't worry about it. So, uh, but no yeah, I would, I would say we're, 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 hit, we're hitting uh, the end of a great two-week period. Um, this week also holds great potential with, with the Sox and, and, and all that good stuff and beautiful weather heading up. So I, I'm getting this, this week started with, with a pretty big smile and ready to roll. It's going to be great. So yeah, uh, we'll get Mondays. this pot up today. We're going to Fenway tomorrow on a route that's going to be announced, parking TBD. Um, I'm looking forward to a great night, and it should be a lot of fun. Thanks for joining. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening today. We'll be back next week, hopefully, for episode 64. Go Sox, and uh, we'll see you next time. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskell and Dave Geller and produced by Terry Samaris from Lex Media and Lexington, Mass. Our theme music is from Joey Freeman, whose music you can find on SoundCloud. We'll see you next time.